Ace. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Pure Cringe. We are two longtime friends, book lovers, and Bravo TV superfans. Thank you guys so much for joining us as we review books written by Bravo stars and rehash some of the greatest and trashiest moments in Bravo TV history. Welcome. I am Maria McQuaid. And I am Michelle Barczykowski. Oh my God, spell your that. name is like one of the, yeah. I was just going to say, can you spell that for everybody, Michelle? I have a song about it, but yours, you probably have something better. Oh no, I don't have a song about it. I you don't have a song? I usually used to do like B-A-R-C-Z-Y-K-O-W-S-K-I. That's how I could always come a oh, little. Because it rhymes, yeah. Yeah. Favorite Polish name ever. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean like. Didn't people used to call me Bichakowski? I think that was pretty a, a teeny bit, a, a teeny bit, a teeny <laughs> bit. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm I'm glad you're you're here with me to uh do some bitchtastic commentary on this book, the the big fun sexy sex book uh oh. by Lisa Renna and Ian Kerner, PhD. I don't know why, but I always put an extra sexy, 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 sex, sex uh in there when I'm talking about it. I think because there's just so much fucking sex in this book. Um, one might even say too much. So, uh, by way of introduction, let's talk about like, like who Lisa Rinna is. And for, for those of you that are uh, expecting one of us to be doing as we normally would audio versus the physical book. Um, I did not, I did not want to get this in uh audio book because it is sort of a reference uh, book. So I did buy a physical uh, copy of this and I did not highlight it at all. So, no. <laughs> Nothing worth highlighting? No, hardly anything uh, (laughs) worth highlighting. Um, So I know Lisa Renna from her days as a soap opera star, but I didn't know anything about her career like post that. So do you want to share with everybody what's on the the back cover sort of to explain like who Lisa Renna is saying she is? Oh, yeah, um, sure. Um, I'll just um, just put in there that I really only remember her from dancing in this with the stars i never watched soap operas so i remember really? her from dancing with the stars yes she i think she got i don't think she won she got booted out but she worked really hard i remember she got like, far yeah she got very far and i remember brian and i watched it and i think it was like when we first figured out that we had dvr like on our tv <laughs> a cable <laughs> we didn't know it so we would record it and um and then like have dinner and watch it so um so anyway, so what what's it say on the back? Um, yeah, she, like what's like her our, what's 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 the grown up version of Lisa Rinna? Grown up, <laughs> what are we yeah. supposed to buy? Uh, let's see. Well, she says, all right. So don't underestimate a real woman. Um, oh God, this book was just so she's so gross. Anyway, how many times can we count sex in this in this like three three line blurb? Um, so, yeah, so she's writing to us because, you know, she wants to share great sex, her great sex. She wants to show you sex. She wants to give you tips. Uh, she, you want a cougar. You know, I actually never really understood, like, what where the term came from, cougar. Um, I mean, did you ever understand that? No, no. Oh, so I guess it's like it's like a like a like a stock and pounce kind of animal. <laughs> so. oh. Which feels very feels very much like Rena. It could be a puma. Um, I mean, you know, it could be. do you have the the little blurb about her with the picture on like the inside of the back jacket where she's like Lisa Rena, comma? Oh, this New one, York Times bestselling author. I was like, no, it's a he says, she says, and I, this is this cracks me up because this is okay. this is what she really wants us to know about herself. Okay, uh, let's see. So it's a, okay. So it's the same fucking hairdo that she's always oh, yeah. ever had. Yes, um, ma'am. Okay, Lisa Rinna, New York Times bestselling author of Renovation and Starlet, is an award-winning actress and television host best known for her roles on Days of Our Lives and Melrose Place. Oh, I didn't know she was on Melrose Place. All right. As well as her co-hosting duties on Soap Talk, her appearances on Dancing with the Stars, and red carpet interviews on the TV Guide channel, and her TV Land reality show, Harry Loves Lisa. We didn't know about that. Um, mm. She lives in Los Angeles with her husband, Harry Hamlin, <laughs> and their two daughters. They're two- See, that's why I wanted you to read it. I felt confident you didn't know about a lot of those things that she had done. No, um, I think I knew her from Days of Our Lives. I think my mother watched that. And she looks familiar from there. Um, and she's like a soap opera actress, right? She's they're, they're kind of not really good actors, but then they always end up going on to get these amazing careers. 
I don't, you know, I don't understand the genre, but you kind well, of, I think you can always see a good, like a good soap opera actress will always be able to really vibe the line. Get away from him, you bitch. Like something <laughs> like that. And and she has that face. She, that she looks like she just said that line. She looks like it always. She <laughs> literally just said that line. So yes. it feels very much like, um, yeah, I, I feel like when I look at this picture, the the little mini bio is 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 uh, literally saying to me, she's a hustler. Like she's just, you know, that's, and that's what people say about her is that she'll like, you know, she'll go to the opening of an envelope. She'll, you know, <laughs> she'll take she'll take any part. I think there was a situation where she did a Depends commercial. Yeah, she did a Depends commercial. <laughs> yeah. And so I didn't I didn't know about some of this stuff. I knew about the soap opera stuff, but I didn't know about some of this stuff. And I actually had watched Lisa on um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So I was interested to sort of see what this uh, like, what kind of book she would write. But of course, I should have recognized that, of course, she would have a co-author. Right. right. So she does have a sex therapist as a co-author. Thank God, uh, grounding the whole cinch because I can't imagine what this would look like if she were just loose. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's like she just, it's just gross as it is, really. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I have to be honest. So, you know, and you know, there's a lot of different things that you know I'm I'm sure we'll both talk about with this book, but I felt like I felt like if I had gotten this book maybe 35 years ago, yeah. Or, I, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think that it is a great reference book for somebody who is young yeah, or younger than myself. Definitely. Um, although I will say there's a lot of stuff here that I know that the average woman might see and go like, oh, that's interesting. That's different. You know, your, yeah. average, your average friend from Tulsa. Yeah, no, and I, I well, and, and I think, you know, someone also, again, much average, much younger than what we are, like maybe. I mean, I'm trying to think of like maybe when I was even like 35, like, you know, maybe this book would have mm. been helpful. But um, totally, you know, totally. You know, Maria, I just learned in the field. What can I say? Well, that's the thing. I just that's did all this thing. in the field and figured I it just, out. <laughs> yeah. And I did mine online. So. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I really I do. I feel like this is a great book for like a young girl. I almost feel like you should get it when you graduate from college or actually maybe when you enter college yeah um, nowadays yeah. but i i think that and it's funny because there's a lot here that i was looking at and i was like oh right right because and i'm not sure if you know this i feel like you might i i did um sex toy parties that's so yes of course i remember I was yeah saying, so that's right so i saw these yeah yeah i saw i saw sex toys for quite quite a while yeah and so so many of the things that you know i'm I, i'm seeing here are things that we would have been sharing with people during those parties or yes. maybe privately in the room afterwards. Um, but when I was younger, I mean, I mean, some of the things are, are sort of allowing you to, I think maybe, you know, give yourself some grace. Yes. If you're maybe not um, there with your libido. I love the idea that like, you know, they would say things like if you're really, even if your relationship is strong, there's so many outside factors that put a damper on your desire and all of that other stuff. So I love the idea of them talking about that. I, I loved like some of the coaching around being in the moment. I thought that was always real. That was cool. Um, but then I, then there are things where I was like, oh God. Uh, so for example, um, it's on page uh, 132 and it is a list of places where you should, you know, maybe think about having sex. Oh, and for God's sake. The, yeah. Come on now. You can't no, get so better than this, Lisa. You can't get... <laughs> so, for those of you that don't have that haven't read the book, hopefully, I love some of the folks that have um, that are listening have caught up and have, and are are reading the books along with us. But the list is this: if you if you if you're not looking at it, it's bedroom. It's mm -hmm. an easier way out of bed and get frisky in a bedroom chair or in front of a full length or vanity mirror. Okay. Bathroom, your tub or shower can set the stage for fabulous foreplay, but we recommend saving intercourse for afterwards as water tends to wash away a woman's natural lubrication. Plus, there's nothing sexy about showing up at the ER after a sex-induced slip and fall. Men can also bend their partners over the sink for a private quickie. Honestly, there's something about that that makes me want to punch someone. Dining room. <laughs> um, sweep those dishes onto the floor, imagine. 
um, or no, for less constructive the rest of my night. Yeah, right. Make sure the table is bare. Yeah, this is a much younger woman's book because I think <laughs> any woman over 40 is like, what? You know, um, get, armless chairs are also great choices for a woman on top position or for sexy lap dances. I like, I'm imagining the average woman who's like, you know, between 30 and say 45. And then I'm imagining her having sex in this next location, the door jam. Yeah, right. A door frame can give you as much needed support during rush home and rip your clothes off standing sex. Uh, oh. Kitchen, try out the countertop where your family eats. Just stay clear of the stove. <laughs> I can't like um, living room. The couch is a natural nookie spot. Just do a good cleanup before you have guests. Yeah, Michelle, please clean up before I come over. Right. Can and you then, please get that jizz spot off the floor? Seriously, I'm getting, next time I come over, I am in, I'm wearing my glasses. Porch. <laughs> like I love it. The, the sun porch. It's the lanai if you're one of the golden girls. Your balcony, your deck. <laughs> I mean, I listen, I when I saw that, so I, I I have a couple of pages that like stood out to me. That one I was like, damn, like that is no. And yeah. Some of the adventure situations, like, I don't know about you, but I am not a huge role play person. No. Oh, I hate role play. I mean, I hate it. It's so yes. there's just something I can't suspend my disbelief. So it's just, no. there's just something about it. And so, you know, it's fine. But, you know, then there are situations where, you know, I thought it was cool where she talks about why it's not okay to fake, why it's really good to have open communication. So I felt like there was for every list of obnoxious places to have sex. I felt like there was another page that was like, yeah, like why you should know why it's not okay to fake so that you can make sure that you actually enjoy yourself in bed. So I, I feel like there was somewhat of a balance, even though I think it was probably a little top heavy in terms of like strange things that I was, that I think you either know or that I was like, oh, do we have to see that written? Can we just- <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like, like that whole a chapter on adventures, like, you oh, know, yeah. pretending. Yeah. Like it's so, um, and then, but I will say I was excited that there is, um, a whole section about anal sex. Yep. Yep. I, I thought that was important for the average bear. It is, but I have to be really honest with you. Um, you know, because, um, because, you know, I like to like, I love to check out like you porn and see what people are coming up oh, with. Same right? days, yeah. And, and you know, I, I, doesn't everybody I think already know about a lot of this stuff? At least the people I see on you porn, I have to assume that there's a large part of the population <laughs> who's putting a lot more than penis up their bum. And, um, you know, and you, I, you would be surprised, Michelle. I'm not kidding. If you had, if I had a dime for every woman in, in the after party that in the ordering room, would want to talk about something that seemed to me to be under the category of the painfully obvious. Do you know what I mean? That's why they had like, they had um, the booty numbers. They had, you know, they had all that stuff there that you, you know, we would have people try it. I would actually put a little dab on everybody's finger, have them taste it. And then when their tongue got numb, I would tell them that's what it was for. I think it was called anal ease, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Analyze. Yeah. And so, but so I think it's important because I mean, you can really get jacked up and get hurt. So I I do think it's important. And I will say, honestly, I didn't know anything about the prostrate until um, my very good friend, Michael explained it to me one day because we were talking and I was like, Michael, I don't understand. Like, how do you even, because he was a a bottom. And I was like, how do you even enjoy sex? I'm I'm confused. Like, does it feel good? Because it's, you know, not a hundred percent my jam. Mm-hmm. And he talked to me a lot about the prostate and, you know, so I, I think it's great that that information is here, but you're right. I mean, I, maybe I don't have much of a sense as to how much of this people already know. I don't know. I mean, again, I, I think, you know, it, it, you know, when I was like 20, I think this would have been like fucking fascinating to me. I probably yes. would have gone really horny. Through I would have gone to your house and been like, wait, don't turn the page yet. Yeah. Just, just yes. Slow no. down. Seriously, like I, I think like there was a, a, and so just reading it now, you know, after many, oh, sorry, my dog, can can you hold on a second? Hold on. First she wants to go out. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, the thing is, is both of our dogs are evil monsters when they want to be. All right. Sorry, what now? 
<laughs> I said either of our dogs could be monsters when they want to be. Casey yeah, just she happens just, to be. She was going to stand there and scratch at the door. I think she knows how to open it, but she prefers to see me move. And uh, she was going to stand there and just scratch at it. She's done this to me before. So, um, but to take uh, care of it. Yeah. All right. So, okay, so what were we saying about? Um, uh, so, can sorry. I ask? Do you do you think like so? To me, I I mean, I hate to say this, but I think this is a great reference book. It is a good reference book. I for think someone you know, who's much younger. For someone like who's much younger. And also yeah. I do like that she put in the stuff about not feeling sexy after babies, not feeling sexy with menopause. And because that, that's like a big it's like just a lot of stuff that people don't talk about. Um, you know, so like if you're younger and you're reading that, you know, that's that's like a keep that in the back of your mind for years down the road. Um, so yeah. So in terms of like a reference book, yeah. I mean, at a certain point in my life, I probably would have had this on my shelf, you know, next to like our bodies, ourselves or something. I was just thinking, is this the adult, our bodies, ourselves? Maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah. Is there something you would compare this to? Like, I mean, I don't want to say a Kama Sutra because that's, you know, but I feel like this, I mean, I don't, I, I didn't think I would be this complimentary towards anything involving Lisa Renna, but um, I, I feel like it's a pretty well-balanced book. It is. So, you know, I had a really hard time getting through it. I didn't finish the whole thing because it was, it was just, it, it because I can't stand her. Right. But also, cause it's just like her voice comes through like in everything. And uh, <laughs> so, um, but also it was just, to me, it was a reference book. So it's one of those books that like, I would, I would have looked up a chapter and read the chapter when I wanted to kind of thing. Yes. So the idea of having to go through it cover to cover, um, you know, I just, I, again, it was like, like, like a total reference book. So yeah, I am kind of surprised to be talking about it, that um, it, it would be a good reference book. But, and I also think, I mean, I wonder how, how well the publication did, you know, how many people bought it with the, did you have, I don't, I don't think, well, I don't know. So yeah. So I don't think it went super well in terms of, I don't think it was like a, like a big bestseller. It wasn't like, I think it was popular because she is well-known too. Uh-huh. It wasn't like something that like, you know, was not exactly like an Oprah's book of the month. Right. Um, right. But she does do well enough. She's very, she's like niche because of that, because of the soap opera too, right? You have that massive following. And yes. then those are the same people who buy her books or the same people who went on to QVC and bought her stuff. Yep. That's another thing, you know, she's, She's a pretty clever entrepreneur, but, you know, and I, I also have to say, I, I'm sure that the, uh, that this gentleman here, Ian Kerner is responsible for, if, if not half, more than half of this information and uh, the way it's presented. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm sure that he's keeping her sort of in line. Yes. And I think so he's sort of guided it. I definitely, you know, I, I have a, yeah. I feel that like these were through their conversations and because her stuff is written like, you know, in a very kind of just just like a level above a conversational manner, I think. Yeah, just. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she, like it's like one of their sessions and, you know, or a dozen of their sessions and they just took notes from it. Yeah, probably. And, and you know, honestly, I was the same as you. I didn't um, I didn't sit down and read it like a novel. I found that I couldn't because yeah. it just clearly presents to me in that way. So, for example, I skipped the chapters or the areas that talked about like, you know, kids. I did a lot of skipping. There's I yeah. did a lot of skipping. Yeah, for sure. But then, you know, and, but then there were certain things like titles of things would jump out at me and I'd be like, what the heck is that? And one of the things that I thought was really interesting was this thing at the end called the 10 step sex workout. Did you see this? Before? Yes. Wow. So this is one of my favorite parts. I was just parts. to that. Hold on. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things. So I, I I love this. Um, You know, exercise number one, solo mission. Yep. When you're in a long distance <laughs> relationship, you or your partner are coping with a low libido or you're in a sex rut. You know, Um, yeah. I just, I think that stuff like this and I, and in, in the, in the right time, in the right place, I think stuff like this can be super helpful for people who on their own aren't really in this in this space or are right. comfortable in this space right right and um and honestly the information about things like blowjobs while that's not like my thing i mean i i mean <laughs> Maria, the, the, do you remember i showed this to you last time we talked the yeah 114 and 115 it's it's actually the spine is cracked open 
So, so tell me, so like, so, so tell everybody, so when you got this book. Yes. The first thing I noticed, well, I like to flip through and see if there's pictures. I always do that first. Um, right. But then I was like, oh, what's this? Like the spine just kind of fell open and it's um, page 114 and 115. Um, let your fingers do the talking. And it, mm -hmm. basically it's about, uh, uh, it's about different kinds of blowjobs. Um, and she's got, you know, the juicer. Uh, so some hand jibbers and blowjobs. Yes, it's all. So it's all or like mostly like, you know, things to do with your hands and your mouth with the blowjob. Right. So um, then she's got a, a method called infinite vagina. Um, then there's one like clock uh, with that's going to be my roller derby name. Yeah. Clock <laughs> infinite vagina infinite vagina <laughs> with your hands working the reverse vagina. Joe, I guess there's a reverse vagina. too. <laughs> That can be your roller derby I'm name. Reverse your reverse vagina. I, I want to can't be even infinite. say that. reverse <laughs> vagina. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> and then um, blow his mind. Um, uh, yeah, there's one uh, sex act that women seem to disagree about is fellatio. Some of you love performing it, while others find it an unappealing chore. Um but then, so she sort of gives like these tips on like, you know, kind of like, you know, how to get over it. Cause then she says, you know, all right, let's face it. We know that there's different camps on how people feel about this. How can you overcome your reservations? So, um, you know, I, I think I would have liked a little bit of this advice 20 years ago. Um, well, same, right? Like even know. just to be able to understand a little bit more about anatomy. Yeah. Or like, you know what, actually like your balls smell at the end of the day, right? That's a natural <laughs> thing. Let's wash them. And allow us to dip our balls in it. <laughs> you know, honestly, so I have to say, whenever I see fellatio, I, I always think back to a date I went on many, yeah. many years ago <laughs> with, uh, I, I almost just said his entire name and then I realized you could, you could bleep it or do something yeah. to it, but um, his, I'll just give his first name. So with Sal. And we went to a Chinese restaurant at Rue One in Saugus. And the, the lady came over, this Asian woman came over to take our order. And you could tell she, because when she said that she was there to take her order, what, asking us what he wa we wanted, her English was really, really, really heavily accented. Uh -huh. So you could tell that she was like, you know, her English was not awesome. We'll say it. That's the kindest way I can say it. And so Sal realizing this, because he was kind of a smart ass, he was like, um, I'd like to order some fellatio, please. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, because this was the kind of thing that would happen when we would go out. I'd be like, son of a, because he was just trying to make me laugh. And I was like, mm hmm. Really high. And, and then the girl and the girl is writing something down, and I'm like, "What the fuck is he even ordering?" And then I was like, I looked at him. I'm like, "Should I get some kind of lingus?" He's like, "I think you should." He's like, "You should." He's like, "Live a little." Like we were really, it was so. And when we got food, the food that we got, I don't even know what it was. It was something in like a weird brown sauce. I made him eat it. Which was which was kind of linguist. Like I have no idea. Like literally, like because when she went away, I remember being like, "What the fuck?" And so he would do that. He would do that all the time. He would do that all the time. And so whenever I see the word fellatio or someone says it, I always think back to that. To that one thing, I'd like to order some fellatio, please. And I was honest to God, like I, you could have knocked me over with a feather. <laughs> you could have knocked me over. But yes, like if I had honestly like had this, I may have even given more blowjobs. You know what I love is there's an actual name here that I think is, I think is, defines every blowjob I've ever given, which is it's a martyr blowjob. <laughs> but I'm the martyr, I feel like, not him. So Oh yes, uh, exactly. You're you're. <laughs> I'm the I'm the fucking martyr. Yeah. Uh, but I love the name of the ones like the slow dance, the frappe, the frappe, the frappe, <laughs> which is a really fast foot movement ballet, right? That's it's a frappe. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's true. This I think this might just be frapp. Um, oh. Dreamsicle, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, powerhouse, hot and cold. That actually, the hot and cold thing is is real. It actually reminded me of when we used to demonstrate glass toys and we would tell people that they could put them in the microwave and heat them up or oh, yeah, put, yeah. 
you know, or put them in the refrigerator. I mean, this is, it's all good information, right? Like, yeah, I think that we just, woe is us, Michelle, that we waited until 2023 to do this fucking podcast. That's how important it is that we continue this podcast because we are coming upon information that we frankly should have had 35 years ago. We should have had, well, you know, and I, again, you know, I, I had to learn in the field. It was real difficult. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have loved, I'm telling you, I would have loved this at 18. I would have been like, what? Oh my I God. Would have gone out. Oh, okay. Let's see. I got like my, my top 10 tips for a mind blowing fellatio. Right. Let's yeah. Oh, I would have been, I would have been, I would have been, I would have been, you know, who I would have turned into the hair. That's yeah, I wish we could get in touch with her and see if she actually read this book. Maybe that's what made her the way she is. Mm, interesting. <laughs> connections. It's all about connections, Michelle. So so I I think that this book is actually so, you know, maybe a little bit different from like the Heather Gay story, right? Bad Mormon. Yeah. And maybe leaning a little bit more towards, you know, Bethanyville. I think this is actually a pretty good book in terms of what it is. Like, so is it a novel? Absolutely not. But I think it's a pretty good reference book. What do you think? Yeah, it's a good reference book. But again, I, I think for the purposes of like what we were doing, it was like it was real torture for me to get through it. Um, but I'm glad same. to hear you say that you felt the same way because it was I was I would never again like pick up a reference book and read it cover to cover. I We could have used an index in here. You know, I actually marked pages and did uh, tabs. Oh, you did? Yeah, because because I wanted to be able to come back and 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 talk about, you know, sections and stuff because there were there were whole sections where i was like no like the whole section about porn i was like nope i love you porn bye and then just moved on to the to the next one so i think was it like don't watch porn it'd like be a no but there were a couple of sentences yeah that that were like a little bit like you know men might get the wrong oh and i was like okay next yeah well (laughs) you know but she does have a point though she has a point i mean you know when you really think about it like is that a thing you tell me i don't know yeah no it's it's like you know i i i think like you know like teenage boys like walk around like thinking that like all girls can just like swallow a dick you know um and and they all love it and and it's it's and i and i it's you know it's not the way it's supposed to be it's you know because these are people who are just they, they've made a set for it this is what they're going to do and you know uh it it's got nothing to do with like a relationship and how you feel about people and how you get to know people um it's just you know i i think there's like i think a lot of like young people think that like you know everybody has anal sex when are they going to have anal sex um you know so i i <laughs> Really, that is terrifying. Yeah. So, if when you think about it that way, and I think about it like in terms of my kids, I'm just like, you know, I you can't hover over everything that they do, and um, so I can only imagine what's been out there. I remember the first time that, like, you know, I saw porn. You know, when I had like a dial-up, I was fascinated with like what they would put on the internet. So, if I put myself back in that situation, she she does have a point there, but um, but you know, we can't discount it altogether. Um, but yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I think I, she's talking about too, about it, you know, taking away from the, the relationship. And well, so maybe it's yeah. watching too much and, and, you know, I think some people do go down a rabbit hole with it. Well, they do. And then like, when it comes to like, you know, being with a human, you know, <laughs> <they're parts laughs> <of> work. <laughs> well, that's, you know, I, I actually, I thought that was cool that that was covered. You know, yes. like the male arousal stuff, female arousal stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really don't, I don't enjoy Lisa Rinna as like a television personality. No. no. And I, and I never have, but I, I have to say that, uh, I think so far out of the three books that we've done, I think not for me for obvious reasons, but I think for, you know, God, I wish I knew somebody like I'm thinking now I'm like, I'm not going to keep this book, but like. Oh, who the fuck am I giving? I think I'm going to give it to my friend, Sarah. Hopefully she won't ever listen to this, but she's, um, you know, Sarah from book club. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I, I think, I think she would actually like this. Like she's, you know, younger, she's in her, you know, early forties. Mm-hmm. She's single, you know, she's into it. And I think that this would be something like cool for her to have, but, um, is it, so she's single, like into it. You mean like she dates a lot? No, I think she wants to date a lot. Oh, okay. Because I, what I, what, what you made me think of is I, like, I wonder 
if people who like, you know, date a lot, like perpetually date a lot, you, there's only really like so far you get like with a relationship and, you know, not everybody has what you, anything you can touch in this book. So, um, you know, it's like this, these are a lot of things that people do when they like trust each other for a long time. So I was just thinking if she was a person who just kept dating and never really got serious. Um, no, she's coming off of, she just got a divorce. Oh, and she okay. was been married for like 10 years. Okay. And I'm sure like, like similar to you, I'm sure that she has learned in the field, but I always see her as somebody who's like very sexually like open. You know, it's funny whenever I'm out with her, Sarah and Lucille and Lucille and I are very much like retired old ladies, you know, we're like, no, thanks. We're good. Uh huh. Good, 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 good. And, you know, I think Sarah would still like to date and do the things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But I think I can't think of anybody else, though, who who I would give this book to. And I do think that this book would be good for someone. So I I would uh, it be good for, you know, my 15 year old would. <laughs> oh, so, so this is the thing I was thinking when you were talking about that before, when you're talking about kids, I was just like, and this is like a really weirdly sexist thing, too. But this really was my response, which was, thank God that you have boys. Oh. <laughs> right. Like that was like my 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 real response is like, thank God we don't have to worry about a lot of this shit because. You know, yeah. I mean, I do. Dudes. I, yeah. Because yeah. guys can be such assholes when they're young. So I just, totally. yeah, so I hope I'm doing my part in making sure that I have boys that are not assholes to girls. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your, your, your kids are, are, are sensitive no matter, no matter what, but I, I think, hope so. Although, you know, even like if like the most sensitive moments. person, you know, you start getting involved sexually with somebody and there's like all feelings that come into it. She didn't really talk about a lot of feelings in this book. Um, this is a manual. It's a it manual. was a manual. It's very practical. Yeah, I really do. I, and honestly, I think that I, I feel like I want to get in touch with her and I want to say like, okay, Lisa, hot take. Get rid of a few of these chapters. Update the book a little bit because it's almost 20 years old. Yeah. Right. Um, it's actually, no, it's uh, 10 years old. Oh, 10 it's years copyright, old. Two, yeah. to, copyright 212. And um, get rid of some of the chapters in this book. Put get you know put in a couple of um, maybe not pictures but a couple of drawings for a couple of the things that she's that she's talking about here, mm -hmm. and then put it on make it spiral bound like make it like that nice laminated yeah. paper yeah. and make it spiral bound so that people can use it while they're having sex. Right. <laughs> you know, so she like illustrates some of these cool positions that she's talking about, uh -huh. but like you know put it on some laminated paper. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think this is actually pretty good. So I I will say for the book, I'm I'm glad we did it. I I am even more excited though because I you know that I have I secretly want you to do like a rewatch with me of some old seasons of of Housewives. Oh yes, yes. But I am so glad that I was able to uh, send you a clip. I I wanted to mm -hmm. to go over what I think is like a super iconic scene yep. that involves Lisa Rinna. And I, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, I don't think even when I first saw it, I don't think I realized how fascinating it is, but this, this was really interesting. So Lisa, of course, was uh, just recently left the Real Housewives of, of Beverly Hills. She was on it for quite a few years. And uh, this was relatively early on in her tenure. This is season five, I think, of the Real when Housewives. When did she come in? Like season... I think four. she came. I think she came in season four, yeah. or maybe even season five. That might have been even her first season. Um, and that was a season. I don't know if you noticed, but ar around the table, this is the Amsterdam trip. Yeah. And and so for context, you know, all of the the women from that season are are at dinner in Amsterdam, and it is a massive cast. Anyway, and who are the women? Like, yeah. So it is Kim Richards. Yep. Um, Escape from Witch Mountain. Uh, Kyle Richards, Escape from My Sister's Mountain, and Halloween, um, and Halloween. Don't forget Halloween. <laughs> Halloween. Oh my God, fuck yeah! She she she's somewhere right now. Going. Oh my God, Halloween. Brandy Gla Brandy Glanville, the artist formerly known as Eddie, uh, was it Cibrian's uh, first wife? Oh, he's now yeah. married to Leanne Rhymes. Yeah, he cheated on her, Brandy, with Leanne Rhymes. Okay. Um, Eileen Davidson. Um, and really um, also Eileen. Did you know her from anywhere? I knew she was a soap opera actress as well. Same thing with like Lisa. Like I didn't watch their soaps. Uh -huh. Like I think they were on either channel four or channel seven. And my Nana watched channel five. My grandmother was 
the person who decided, and we watched like Ryan's Hope, One Life to Live. No, Ryan's Hope, All My Children, One Life to Live, General Hospital. Yeah, yeah so ones. my mother was a Channel 5 gal. That's the yeah. lineup. <laughs> all the way, all the way. Upshaw all the way. And so Eileen, Eileen, I don't know if she's a Days of Our Lives or Young and the Restless, something like that. She's also like, like Lisa Renna, a little bit of like soap opera royalty. She's been on soap operas forever. And I think still maybe was at the time that she was shooting this too. Lisa Renna, of course. And then Lisa Vanderpump. Um, and, you know, one of my favorites, Yolanda Hadid. Yes. And what sucks is we don't get to see in this scene, Yolanda, who cracked me up when she was on it. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's She was one of my favorites, but I, I love, especially because now knowing that her children grow up to be like Gigi and, you know, on Bella, when she would talk about her kids and Anwa, she would talk about her kids and she would say Anwa, Gigi and Adawan. Yeah. <laughs> so she used to just crack me up. Um, I so had you seen this yeah. episode before at all? Or no? Oh, yes. Because I was obsessed with everything Yolanda. She brought it whether she meant to or not, you you know what I mean? Like oh, it, it was accidental every time. It Michelle, was, don't fucking lie. It was, so she, first of all, she's the accidental tourist. First of all, sure. she was, she's gorgeous. And she was so gorgeous as a model. And you know, when I found out she dated Julio Iglesias, she said that in one episode, I was like, no, <laughs> she, she went into like starting. Now, you know, it's like royalty. <laughs> it's like, it's like she slept with Prince Charles or King or about King Charles. <laughs> I looked it up on the internet. I saw a picture of them. Like she was really young. And he was, you know, Julio. Like <laughs> he's like the you same see? always. <laughs> Sweaty and apologetic, as I would say. <laughs> Dressed in white and tan, yeah. Uh, but, so, yeah. And so, was that it? Was that the? Um... Yeah, that's a lot of people. And what's her name? So Erica wasn't on it yet. She came on like the next season, I think. No, yeah. Thank was God. She... I mean, because er Erica's like, oh, you can always hear her in the background because you're like, what? <laughs> Wait, Wait who, about fuck you fuck you fuck you go fuck yourself andy she was a real trailer park but we know didn't yolanda bring her on wasn't that that connection yolanda brought on erica mm. I don't know now that we're having this conversation. I know that they were friends outside of this. So Yolanda no, came first, right? Which came first? Yes, Yolanda comes first. Yeah. But yeah, now that you're saying that, I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just, this this whole scene was incredible to me because I, I feel like I didn't remember there being so much like, because you don't recognize it when it's happening, but there was so much like housewife power at that table. I was like, fuck. There so, was, there was, and everybody <laughs> played their roles really well. Like, if you think about it, I thought that this was a real foreshadowing to like what absolutely every character fell into. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it's like I felt who like they became. I, yes, like I saw this scene, and like looking back, I'm like, this is this is when this is when Lisa started doing this. So you know how Lisa like likes to start the shit and just sits there and looks. Yeah, doesn't say anything. Like it's like for me, I feel like she started there. Um, Kyle really brought on, you know, how she's the abused little sister and <laughs> with the yeah, running rain and crying. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I this, you know, what I sent you was like a YouTube clip, but I couldn't have edited it in terms of picked the the right start yeah. and end spots better myself because it like opens up and it's already shit is already heated. Yes. So for context, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, the whole point of contention that is coming to a head on this episode and in this dinner is that people think that Kim Richards, who is allegedly at this time sober, we now know, I think that she was not, which yep. that's what she's maintaining at the time. She's saying that she's sober. Rina, I also think Eileen, and maybe even at some points, um, Yolanda, they were all talking a little bit during this, the uh, previous episodes leading up to this about whether or not she was sober because she had done some crazy stuff. Well, there yeah, was a night where she was very jacked up. In this, in the the night that comes up in this, where she was very jacked up, she says she took some sort of medication that didn't work well with her. But if you remember that episode, they showed her she was just slurring 
she was just like <laughs> literally yeah and, and so it's like it's what and so it's terrible I and I, I have a mixed feeling about this because it was hard to watch Kim Richards unravel over this these uh shows mm-hmm. but it was also fascinating yes and I think this was even more fascinating to watch now with all the time that had passed yes and all the context yeah yeah for sure so right because and again because it really it's it's like I said it just it foreshadows like the road that they were all going to go, you know, go down and like what positions they were always going to stand. They're stating they always... their majors, aren't they? It's like, yeah, they're, they're like, I'm going to, my thesis <laughs> statement is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're just like, I'm thinking liberal arts um, with a concentration and backstabbing. <laughs> um, yeah. So it, it opens up with Lisa and she's very emotional. And what are the, Funniest things is that Lisa is really, you know, she's very emotional. She's, but I, I think, that's you know, fake. her voice is shaking. I think it's fake. Don't you think so? Well, you know, she, she is an actress. Yeah. She's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so she's, she's crying and she's saying that, you know, she's talking about, you know, how, you know, things feel, you know, very, very upsetting for her because she's dealing now with feelings about having lost her sister when she was six years old to a drug and alcohol overdose. And while she's saying this, they keep cutting back to Kim. And I don't know if you yeah. noticed this, but Kim is looking at her and I don't fucking think she blinks. No. She is looking at her. I wish the guy from Drunk Drawn would go back and watch <laughs> yeah. that because I would love to see what he does with her fucking eyes. They are like Ramona eyes. They're like wide open line really heavily. And they're black, right? <laughs> yes. And so she has says she has deep, Lisa says she has deep rooted issues. She's crying, but Kim is staring at her, not blinking. And so she apologizes and she says to Kim, you know, I'm sorry for coming at you about some of your addictions, right? Um, Because of course, like I said, Lisa thinks that Kim fell off the wagon because she had. And so just like any other conversation, you know, you would think that somebody would get like, oh, it's no problem. But literally Kim still unblinking looks at her and says, well, you have. You know, Sometimes you wonder, like, why somebody has to say Cloud. something. But, right? But, <laughs> but oh, she's great so episode. fucked up. Get this great episode. I know. It's like, she could have said anything else, but she had to say that, which was, she could barely get that out of her mouth, right? <laughs> like, everything, she she's so trying so hard to, like, show that she is sober, uh-huh. but she's so clearly fucked up. <laughs> and it just she reminds me of like when you're high as a kid in like high school and you're trying to not show that you're high and you try to open your eyes really wide yeah you overcompensate and you look insane yes <laughs> that's what i felt like everything she said i felt like like oh my god like like she's trying to have a fucking sidebar here with people right so she like starts to explain so she, eyes, says, right. <laughs> so she starts to explain and it's so funny i had to take notes so that i could figure out what the christ was happening so once she says, well, you have, she starts to explain. And so she says that she's been sober for three years. Right. Bullshit. Right. And that the other night she took something for pain. It didn't work. And she says that if something was really wrong, that her other friends at the table and her sister, meaning Kyle, would have talked to her about it. And that what she's pissed about is that Lisa didn't come to her directly. She talked about her. Mm-hmm. And that she's mad um, at Eileen and Rena saying that they grilled her. Like, who's your sponsor? Did you go to rehab? Right. Shit like that. Right. And, you know, I, t- to be totally honest with you, just based on how she was, you know, like in that prior episode, she, she was, yeah, she was out of her mind. I mean, so I don't know. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, whatever. Yeah. She's just trying to, I mean, <laughs> She's trying to kill the pain, trying to kill. Oh, the pain. It was so weird. Well, and she, her deflecting skills, though, for someone who's deflected, you know, on something. So what happens oh, now? I thought it was really happened. interesting. Yeah. I thought this was a really cool Matrix move. Like she kind of was like, like sidestepped it. So Kim says, she goes, she turns it on her and she goes, well, I'm concerned about you. Yeah. Right. And I swear to God, some of this was like, I'd never seen it before. I was like, oh, she says that. And she says, your situation at home. Yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Right. Well, because then it turns into what would happen? No, then Yolanda said, I want to just kind of step in here. No, that's that's way later. So next that's when next is when she and Eileen go nuts. 
Oh yes. So <laughs> that next next is when because she says to Eileen, Eileen starts to say because when she says to Lisa, I'm concerned about your situation at home. Eileen steps in and starts to defend Rena, and mm-hmm. that's when Kim comes unglued, <laughs> and she screams at Eileen and she says, "You shut your fucking mouth! I've had enough of you, you beast! You beast! <laughs> you beast!" And she and when she's talking, I don't know if you notice this. She's pointing. She practically touches Eileen. Yeah. Like her face is, her finger is beyond like how you would even be angry and be pointing on your side of the table. How can Eileen still for that? Right. Yeah. She's like pointing from sitting on Eileen's lap. It's crazy. Yeah. And so as soon as she says, you beast, Eileen, I mean, clutches her pearls. Actress. Best actress. Beast. How dare you? <laughs> that was- it's very, it's very Marilyn. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> she goes, I don't like you. And then, and honestly, and then they play like some weird Atlanta Sheree Marlowe thing where that one goes, I don't like you. And then Kim goes, I don't like you either. And then he <laughs> goes, I can't find one damn thing I like about you. And also, by the way, I don't know if I told you, I, I have captions on. While I'm watching. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So of course I have to have it. And so literally Kim goes, I don't like your face or your attitude. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like your face. (laughs) Thank you for saying that. (laughs) And then Kyle, we see Kyle and she is like having a fucking conniption. Did you see her like crying into her napkin? Yeah. The poor thing. I mean, I, you know, Kyle knows her sister is a, you know, is an addict and she's probably so fucking sick. Of having to have this conversation about Kim, right? I mean, you know, she keeps saying, "What's wrong with you?" What's she knows she what's wrong? Yeah, I mean, and again, like I know, like you know, dealing with people like that, you know, when everything just turns around, it's just always about them. And um, yeah, so I'm sure Kyle's just like sick of it because that's you know that's that's a manipulative like alcoholic thing to do. So I'm sure that's what Kyle's thinking. Like, oh, again, what's wrong with you? Like, again, you know, just because you can tell Kim wants her to defend her. Kim is mm-hmm. like, I feel like she feels the pressure of Kim wanting to do that. And then Kim <laughs> actually looks at Kyle and says that Brandy, who, if we go back, said accused her of what smoking meth or something. Yes. <laughs> um, she says that Brandy defends her more than Kyle does. Yeah, that was a real shitty thing to say. That was really shitty. And then we have a call out to Kathy, who uh-huh. actually materialized on the show like 10 years later. Yeah. And she like, said that, that was Kathy true. would have had her back like a real sister. That was a quote. I had to write that down. I, Maria, I, was like, I have to tell you, like, as like a as as a three sister bunch. Yeah, that that would warrant a fucking punch right there. Like that saying, like, you know, Michelle, like, talk about that. Like, I, I don't have any I don't have any framework for this, but you have the exact. Oh, just like to pit like a sister against a sister. And, you know, the I never had that much drama just because we had like many years apart from this. But there was a little bit of it. And um, it was, you know, you would, uh, you know, your sister would never do this to me. It's like, you know, how a kid would play off both parents, you know, dad would go do this for me and mom would buy this for me kind of thing. It's it's like that, but with, you know, people who are closer to your age. So it's just pitting one against the other. I can't even imagine. Um, it, but Did it, you ever get in a fight with your sisters like that? Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, and uh, because because was one sister was perpetually the asshole. And <laughs> it actually was really like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, and to say it, you know, it's like a real low blow. It like really it's just a yeah, your sister. And I think never... because well, and especially Kathy, right, because the context with Kat, with Kyle and Kathy was there was that is so close. Yeah, because that is so close to the time when Mauricio, her uh, Kyle's husband, leaves the agent. Excuse me, leaves the um, the real estate agency that he was working at with Rick Hilton, Kathy's yep. husband. He leaves and he goes finds finds his own founds his own called the agency, and he takes his clients with him allegedly. Yes, and that's a big well. That's kind of a big no no in a lot of ways. Yeah, extend um, on that. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so I'm sure. He had to do what he had to do kind of thing, but that stuff does happen. Yeah. but And I think that's why it hurts more because I think that's why it was even more of a nasty dig for Kim to bring up Kathy because I think Kathy and, and Kyle already have just such a 
at that point already, even it's a, it's a really bad relationship. Yes. Yes. And we're just kind of starting to learn that now, you know, it just comes out in bits and pieces. Exactly. And then, so as soon as that happens, as soon as she says, you know, Kathy would have my back like a real sister, Rinna jumps in back into, to sort of, you know, I think she has like a weird kind of hero complex. So she jumps in to defend Kyle and she tells Kim, she shouldn't talk to her sister that way. Kim says, you don't understand our relationship. And so then Lisa says, it's not okay to talk to anyone like that. And then uh, Kim says a version of what I sent you earlier, which was Rinna, Rinna, eat some dinner. Eat some dinner. She yes, says, like, why don't you have some bread? <laughs> she says, have a piece of bread and calm down a little. That's the exact thing she says. <laughs> and so that's a, to poke fun, obviously, at, you know, Lisa Rinna allegedly having a, an eating disorder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, I mean, for someone who is, who is really fucked up, Kim Richards must be an incredibly intelligent person because even a little bit addled, she's she's pretty clever at, at the way that she's uh, kind of moving through this. Um, and so this is when Yolanda pops in and says, can I interfere? Yeah. And then, um, she, then and I didn't really understand. I forgot. The other one. She says, where's yeah. the other one? Anwa is here. Gigi is here. Where's Anwan? Where's Where is Is she in the freezer? Where the lemons? Get her out of the lemons. My lemon trees. My lemon trees. I made you lemon chicken eat my lemon trees. Get the other one out of the refrigerator. David, where's David? Oh, David married somebody else. Oh, no. What was she saying? My love. So I was gonna say, like suddenly I made her Jamaican. I'm not sure how that that happened, but yeah, she was like my love. Brian, so creepy. Brian and I did that to each other for years. My love. <laughs> so scary. But I do. I agree. I love Yolanda. I yeah. just I thought she was like a breath of fresh air because she was so very like not even that she doesn't give a fuck, but like in a way that only a non-native English speaker can be. Where she's like, I really don't even understand the words that I'm using. So fuck it. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's so funny because, you know, she's I mean, her culture is just very down to earth. Everything's very matter of fact. So, um, you know, there's like way better shit to argue about, you know, than they realize that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So and I think like she also I mean, she's for as long as she's been in this country, there's a lot of there's a lot of like sort of colloquial speak that she just doesn't get. Um, you know, so long. Oh, yeah, right. Head. Yeah. <laughs> there's so, yeah. She, there are so many. I mean, I hate to say it. Yeah. She um, she just cracks me up. And I and I think she really does mean well. I but think so. she I, I just love the um, it's like the same reason why you, you like to watch the Pink Panther. Um, so she she starts Yolanda say, says that she understands Lisa's sensitivity. She's trying to explain it to Kim. I don't think I ever really noticed this before. Michelle, did you when you watched this before? Did you really pay attention to this and hear what they were saying? Because no, I didn't. And I didn't. And but also I, I don't understand the conversation that Yolanda's referring to in the, in that blurb. Like I don't I don't oh. I don't recall what happened before. So I allow me to allow, allow me to help you. So what she says is she says, Can I interfere? And then she says, she understands Lisa's sensitivity and she's trying to say to Kim, she's talked to Lisa about this before. And Lisa has confided in Yolanda that Lisa lost her, Harry lost okay. two of his brothers. Right, right. And that Harry, and this I did not ever hear until the other night when I first listened to this or watched this, that Harry is only recently sober. Yes, I didn't know that either. Three years. What a yeah. coinky day, right? Uh-huh. And so that is when, so Kim doesn't hear that. And then she finally says, Let's talk about the husband. That's when that whole thing happens. Now I feel like I finally get it because before I never understood. I was like, is she trying to insinuate? I always thought, and and I don't know why I thought this now that I'm going to say this out loud, but I always thought she was insinuating that Harry was gay. I don't know oh, why really? I thought that. Oh yeah. And now I realize what she's saying is like Harry drinks. Yes. Or Harry's off the wagon or something's happened with her. And so she and she, Kim actually says, and I actually wrote across my notes. I finally get it. Um, Kim oh. actually says, "Let's not talk about what you don't want out." So maybe there was an arrest for DUI that got That's swept under the exactly rug. Exactly what I thought. Yeah, there, that, something oh. like that. And then Eileen is like, "You are a 
scary, vicious human being. Yes. <laughs> you did that really well. <laughs> I mean, how dare you? Oh, I love um, that. She oh, just, that's good. That's good. Her how dare you just really is too much. It's, it's just, it's just too much. It's so polished. And then Lisa freaks. And so she stands up and starts screaming and starts talking about, don't talk about my husband. Yeah. And then she kind of halfway sits. I bet he was in rehab or something. So, like it had to be something like that. Yeah. But it hit such a nerve in her. It did. That when she that's, sort that's of like. I was thinking like rehab, it's something deep because it triggered her, right? Yeah. And like when she stand, she stands up and I don't know if you saw this. I never saw this before. I swear to God, Michelle. She fucking reaches for her throat and almost grabs it. Yes, that's right. She gets very close. Did you see how close she gets? Yes, very close. I think if this happened, if this happened today, we would be listening to the the Watch What Crappens. Shout out to those guys that we love. The watch we would be listening to the Watch What Crappens guys. Uh-huh. Do what we're doing now, which is break down this scene moment by moment. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Talk about it. Like they did, like they do with every fight. Like I think this would have been. Because honestly, when I saw that, I was actually like a little bit afraid. Oh, yeah. Well, because when I saw it, I was like, fuck, she like really comes close to grabbing her throat. Yes. Like, if you do that with me, like, you're going to be missing some teeth. Yeah. So like, it was like, I could not get over it. And that's when Kim stands up and starts to threaten her. So Lisa stands and grabs the glass and says, don't ever talk about my husband. And so Brandy reaches out with her hand to try and stop it. And that's when Lisa throws water and also smashes a glass. Yes. The smash in the glass did it for me. I was like, that's, yeah, she's a bad bitch, a bad bitch. Right. <laughs> so like, I really feel like, you know, and I know this is not the same as a lot of the other like fights, quote unquote, that we've seen on Bravo, where people have been really physical and have actually touched each other. Uh huh. However, I felt like this one to me, now that I'm watching it back. And like the viciousness of it and like, the to me, this feels like as bad, maybe not as bad as Monique and, um, well, I was going to say, and Candace on, um, but like this, I do feel like set the bar for me. Do you know what I mean? Like set the bar for me in terms of like what I want and that second to last episode or last episode, like what fight I want. And that set the bar for me because that get the, the only other one that I comes to mind is the Monique Dragon Candace, <laughs> which was also epic. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to someday when yeah, we're doing but, um, some folks in Potomac, we'll destroy that, that yeah, episode as but well. It, it was a good fight. It was a fantastic fight. This one didn't feel fantastic. You don't think so? I, you know, For me, I think it's because Kim is involved. I think it's because I fundamentally feel like Kim is not like as, as intelligent as I think she is. And she clearly is. I think that Kim is is not able to compete at the same level because she's, you know, she's she's doping, you know. So I don't think I don't I think she, she's on the show for different reasons. And I think every one of them is on the show for a different reason. But I right. think Kim is on the show because she needs to be on the show. Oh, because she needs the money. Yeah. Yes. And I think that that is that we're not getting Kim at her best. That like, did I think come we're getting later that she was not making great money. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, so I don't, we're not seeing Kim at her best, you know, and I, and I, not that I only want to see somebody when they're at their best, but I think that we're seeing her, you know, at her very worst. But I think, I, I think her worst is her best. I love it. So, and I also, oh and, yeah, she's fucking awful. That's the whole thing. Like it's yeah, the cringe and, factor. It's the, I, it's the, I also know that, you know, she's got that addict thing where she's very good at manipulating people and she can, you know, she can barely get it out of, Barely get the words out of her mouth, but she knows exactly what. I, mean, I feel like she's got this these patterns, um, and she understands how to manipulate the situation to just get you know to because she deflects right, and she which she does her matrix move there. So. <laughs> um, but matrix is a verb, you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you have to matrix your way out of something. <laughs> so I think I think she's. Uh, no, I, I think this is what she does. I think she probably does this when she's sober, too. You know, I think she's, you know, she's just mad. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, apparently because she had to, like, you know, she was the movie star that supported everybody. As a child star, she You stole my goddamn house. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think, 
Yeah, I, I feel like this this little scene says as much about Kim as it does about Rena. I wasn't expecting to to see that side of it. Yeah, but yeah, this this particular scene I think is is very indicative of like Lisa going from you know trying to be a little bit vulnerable, like faux vulnerable, and trying to kind of control the situation. Yeah, to then when it gets out of control, her like flying off the handle. Yeah, her like her rage. So um, it reminds me. I mean, it's like just a different version of her when she was like, you know, pecking at uh, Kim Richards, you know, when she was just like, "Ooh, you're angry. You know what I mean? Like just Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very, you know. um, Well, that's what she does. That's her state before she just loses her shit. Right. She gets she starts with those. Yeah. Ooh, you're angry thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's part of the escalation. It's really good. (laughs) It really, honestly, it is. And I, I hate to say it because like I said, I don't, I don't typically enjoy Rena. I don't, I, I especially don't enjoy later Rena, early Rena before she started playing a game. And when she was still herself and not a caricature of herself. Uh-huh. Y- yes. Yeah. Things like she is weird. like yeah. she is now. Yeah. But I, I think that early Rena is, was, was the best Rena. But yeah, I think I, I have to say, I, I think that that episode, I'm, I'm, I feel like I might want to rewatch that entire episode because mm-hmm. uh, I was feeling a little some nostalgia vibes. Um, yeah. For those of for our listeners, um, my hope is that I can eventually convince Michelle into doing a rewatch of like a very early uh, maybe Jersey since she has not watched Jersey, which I can't freaking believe. Maybe doing a season one rewatch of Real House of Wives of New Jersey. That's my that's my influence point, Michelle. So just wow. be aware. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm working towards that. Well, I just can't, I just can't get into them. I, I feel, I feel that I may have been around a lot of that when I was growing up and it's Same. hard and it's hard for me to go back and enjoy it. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, or, you know, you know, I, I will say Real Housewives of New York would also be amazing because I think what would be fun to, to do a rewatch would be one that, premiered and and was sustained before things got crazy with glam because i think yes. that yes you know i think that real housewives of beverly hills is like watching kabuki theater now oh it's yes and so <laughs> I, I really loved yeah. i really loved um and what i love about new jersey honestly michelle is that those they're the only it's the only show where the relationships are actually real they're not manufactured really you feel that way yeah oh well they're family relationships they're, they're related you yeah. can't avoid it like their, their family. So, you know, you know, even in New York, like Jill Zarin, Jill Zarin <laughs> and um, Bethany Frankel didn't know each other. They were they were introduced before the show. Like none okay. of those people knew each other. So and although I love that show. So but I am I'm going to start working on you on that. So just well, don't you think, but didn't your like, defenses up. But didn't like a lot of the um, sorry, the Salt Lake City, like weren't they a lot of them connected with like via Heather? Not really? No, no, not really. So like Jen um, was a client of Heather's uh-huh. and then she knew Lisa like from a distance. What What's her face too? Meredith, wasn't she? Meredith was also, a, um, uh, not Meredith, excuse me, um, Whitney. I am Whitney Rose. Um, <laughs> Whitney Rose was a client of hers as well. Okay. So they were all just, okay. So they were all clients like just. Different. Yeah, there's they no real like they they didn't know each other. Like okay. the cool thing about New Jersey is that their family relationships or the friends that are on there, like Teresa's or some of the friends that they've been friends with these people for like 20 years. Okay. Yeah. So like it's 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 real and it's um I think it's relatable, especially because of our ethnic backgrounds. I think it's it's very it's very Boston. It's very it's very familiar. It doesn't um and I you will see. I'll 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 uh, I'll get you stuck in a car with me on our on our road trip and tell me though did they ever did they ever go have like you know like did they have a, a stove like a kitchen in the basement and did they ever go down and have dinners there? Well, these people have massive houses, Michelle. So I know, but seriously, Maria, I can't tell you how many Italian they make. They make. Um, oh no, like we have no. They my 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 cousins in Saugus have like that. They have a pizza oven on the first floor um, because it's cooler. But um, the people, I think that Teresa's family, Teresa Judice's family, I want to say that they made, was it pasta sauce? Mm-hmm. They, they jarred massive amounts of pasta sauce in the, in the garage. Okay. So they do some weird stuff. 
I have to say, I'm really excited. I thought that this was a very cool, very interesting um, book. Are you, are you popping something? Have, you? <laughs> no, sorry. I was just, <laughs> just like smacking my mouth. I'm not popping anything. You, you'll, I promise you'll hear the coughing. Um, but I'm excited because I feel like this book was you know actually uh, a worthwhile book it was worthy of being published I'm dying to see if that is true for our next book so um, do you know what our next book is no tell me oh my god so excited it is called carry on baggage it is by the dynamic duo that was Cynthia Bailey and Peter Thomas Peter's brew this Peter's brute. I think he's sexy as fuck. I I think he's incredibly <laughs> handsome as well. We will talk about that. We will talk about our, our Peter Thomas uh, issues. Uh, I got no issues. <laughs> yeah, I got no issues either. I'm 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 ready to consider opening up the Rinna book. I'll I'll turn to page one fourteen. Yeah, and give uh, a Peter's brute a call. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Well, this was super mine just fun. opens up automatically. You're going to give the infinite vagina. That's what you're going to give. Yes, I'm going to give him the infinite vagina. That's what I'll, no, that's what I'll make him call me. <laughs> that's what I'm going to make him call me. This is... <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a blast. We we trolled those super shallow, but always hysterical waters of uh, Bravo, <laughs> Bravo Liberty books. Now- 